For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, Brownies? This is the Brown Tiger from actually Locust, North Carolina. And I'm here to say, hey, let's go, Brownies, and let's get this show started here with the new Dogs Podcast. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Head to omahasteaks.com right now to get your orders in for Father's Day. Search promo code DOGS. Get the Father's Day package plus eight free burgers. It's a great deal. Make sure you check it out. Uh, it makes a great Father's Day gift for the, the special dads in your lives and me. So send some burgers to me. <laughs> uh, today, uh, first, before I get into what we're getting into, remember you can uh, get your intros on the show and your voicemails on the show. we got some voicemails to get to today. Uh, we always enjoy hearing from you guys. So if you want to get your thoughts on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Uh, we're going to get into some mini camp stuff today, some DeAndre Hopkins news. Uh, we're going to talk about DPJ a little bit and then obviously get to those voicemails I mentioned. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, before we do though, I remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Remember to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. We're dropping new content uh, almost daily now. So uh, thanks to Josh and DF. So you don't want to miss any of that. So make sure that notification bell is tapped. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. We got uh, fantasy leagues that are going to be starting up come football season. We're doing a uh, um, a dynasty league now, which that one's already full. But yeah, we're, we're gonna be slow doing drafting right now. We're <laughs> yeah. in round eight. It's been almost a week. It's uh, it's it's cool, man. It's yeah. fun. I did, I did want to shout out everybody who's in the Dino League with us, like. It's already been a good time. Yeah, it, I've been following along in the Discord, just like as you guys are making your picks, and I'm enjoying uh-huh. that. I'm not even in the league. Uh, but we're going to still do uh, redraft leagues. I'm sure yep. last year we had four. I'm sure we'll have at least four again this year. Um, you get access to the private Discord. It's just a lot of good uh, times. Browns fans all over the world are in there. Everybody gets along. It's just a good time. So if that's what you're into, you want to hang out with us more often, join the dogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. So uh, I know this was this is maybe considered old news now. It's been about a week or so, but um, I know we we made a post, and by we I mean Josh, about uh, Miles Garrett not attending the voluntary workouts, and and it seemed like Browns Nation was was very split on this on whether this is a problem or not. So I was like. We should talk about this because I know how I feel, and I'm pretty sure it's differently than how Josh feels. And I don't know how John feels because he never talks, but we're going to try to get him <laughs> to say some things now. Um, so, Josh, why don't you tell us your thoughts because it was out there on Twitter and people have already kind of reacted to that, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of jump in from there. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of took the approach of, and I totally understand what everybody's saying, and I do agree. It's not that big of a deal as far as what – He's not missing anything on the field. And I, I wasn't advocating for him to be on the field running drills, doing anything, no TAs. Anyway, it was more of the lack of his 
veteran presence with all the new teammates that the defense has brought in for the, the defensive line. I mean, that whole line is new. So many new guys, young guys, you know, you got Ika, the rookie, you know, Thornhill's there. Um, it's just, I would have liked to see him there building camaraderie with the guys as soon as possible with the coaching staff. That, that was kind of my perspective of it. Okay. Well, before we get into it, I, you mentioned Thornhill. Mm-hmm. Has anybody like bought into loving Cleveland more than Thornhill already? If you don't love that guy, <laughs> I mean, man, I, I, and I keep getting, I keep getting chiefs fans like in comment sections and on Twitter and stuff saying, we miss him. Like we want him back. Man, so. I hope he, I hope he I hope he's not J- John Johnson. I hope this translates to on the field because as far as just buying into the Cleveland culture, yeah. he's been awesome so far. Um my, my thoughts on the Miles thing is it just it just doesn't matter 0%. The way I look at it is does it have an effect on the locker room? Is any player think less of Miles because he wasn't there? I would say no. Does any coach think less of Miles? maybe like a small percentage of their inner coach wishes he was there but we have to remember too like this isn't high school or even college these guys are these this is professional athletes at this point um they're there to do a job it's one of those things where as long as he gets the job done it kind of like i don't care what he does um and at some point i feel like as as a veteran especially if you're a high um like value added veteran like miles is i mean he's you know one of the best players in Cleveland Browns history statistically uh you kind of earn the right to not have to go to these things and and then I just kind of looked at it too is I would never go to work if I didn't have to <laughs> you know and, and at the end of the day I know as fans we want him to be like rah rah and stuff and, and it's at a certain point you know they have to get that way to buy in a little bit and stuff like that but um it's a job and, and I, I would challenge anybody here, if the boss said tomorrow's day is voluntary, you'll still get paid even if you don't come in. How many of you would go to your job? But it's a <laughs> – I understand. And that's a, it's not an unfair point at all. And, John, you'll have to talk at some point here about this too. <laughs> I, I, as, soon as, right as soon as I'm done talking, you can go ahead. But, I mean, this is such an entertainment business, though. I mean, I know it's just a job, but at the same time – like you don't go to your job and perform in front of thousands of fans every week. You know what I mean? And for years, those stands have been filled with fans that have just watched garbage and garbage and garbage. And now with all the hype and all these players and the new coaches and everything, it's like, you just, you just want to see everybody doing everything possible. But to play devil, Nick Chubb wasn't there. I know. And I, in my tweet, I did up front say, this is, double standards so 100 because on the offensive side of the ball it's pretty much business as usual under kevin stefanski for the last three years and and, in you ah, but there's so many new pieces on offense so many new pieces almost the entire wide receiver core is new Mm, two of them of the four it's like that's like okay all right all right i forgot about i keep forgetting about good one too uh but and Miles is not really like a hoo-rah-rah leadership kind of guy. No, I know he's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, so he just kind of goes out and, and leads by, you know, leading the team in sacks every year. <laughs> so um, it just – it didn't bother me. I just never – if I want him to be there, then it has to be mandatory. I would never in a million years go to my job if I didn't have to. I can't expect other people to do that. Um, and like I said – 
it doesn't negatively affect the locker room, at least not in my opinion. If I thought that because Miles wasn't there, it was causing like a rift, and some of these new guys were like, "Well, if Miles isn't here, they're professional athletes. It's they don't they're not worried about what Miles is doing. They're worried about taking care of their own business." Um, so that's it. Just was not an issue for me. At least that's where I stood on it. What about you? Okay, I I see both sides, kind of like Josh was saying. I. Uh, as soon as you brought this up as a topic, my initial thought was, man, who cares? Like, <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Um, it is voluntary. So, you know, I don't have a problem with anybody not showing up unless, you know, you're trying to make the team. Then that's a really bad look. But Miles is, he's done everything like you said he has to do. And I just don't see a big issue that he's there, not there. And I don't think fans should be trying to, like, create a problem where one doesn't exist. <laughs> Or the media for that. Have you matter. met Cleveland fans? <laughs> I have. Yep, I'm born and raised into a family of people that say really dumb things all the time. <laughs> uh, we Cleveland fan. I mean, it's like the Donovan Mitchell thing. We just create. We just look for things to be mad about. <laughs> We're not happy unless like something somebody is against us or something of that nature. Yeah, <laughs> and Cleveland media is also very bad. Ugh, we've been, we've gotten into that before. Um, now I, I will say this: if if early in the season, Miles is struggling, then I could see this becoming a talking point. Like coming into the season, he's got one sack through three games. Maybe he should have taken the off season more seriously. We, we should trade him. He obviously doesn't <laughs> want to be here. I personally don't think there's a correlation at all between the voluntary workouts to him performing in the season, but you know. Cleveland media will write that kind of stuff. If he has a slow start to the season, it'll be like he wasn't he wasn't there early with Jim Schwartz. He's behind the eight ball in the playbook. Blah 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 blah, and it'll just be super annoying. It it was good here in the first what day or two of the mandatory mini camp, seeing like the clips of him and Zadarius Smith kind of breaking it down and having some fun, feeling a little loose out there. So I think Smith is going to be good for Miles too. I think so. I I hope so because Smith is. At least from what I can tell so far, he hasn't been on the team very long. Smith seems to be more of a, like a vocal guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Miles is just, he's not really a vocal leader. He's kind of a quiet guy. No, and you're right, because if, if they're not looking to Miles to be that guy because Smith has already taken that role and he's running with it, that's yeah. great. That, yeah. that does, it takes pressure off Miles because Clowney wasn't that guy. No. Cl- Listen, as, as well as Clowney played in like in the, the first season for the Browns and I was happy with it, that dude is there for one reason and one reason only, and he's never made any bones about it since he entered the league. He's there for a paycheck. Yep. He is not there to be the leader. He's not there for anything other than the paycheck. Um, But, no, Smith seems to have bought into Cleveland. He seems very happy to be here. Um, And he kind of seems to be more of, like, the the rah-rah vocal leader guy than Miles. And then, like you said, that takes pressure off of Miles. Not allows Miles to be more of himself. He doesn't have to try to be something he's not. Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of talked about this before we we came on – I think if everybody stays healthy on this defense, that Miles, like if he, he's going to go off, I think so this too. year. I don't see why not. The fact that a quarterback's not going to be able to just, hopefully, not going to be able to just step up into the pocket, it's going to allow him to get home so much. And I the mean, pressure that we can generate, not not just from the middle there too, but the other side. Yeah. I mean, we've got pass rush. I mean, the depth of the, on the edge now is just insane. Like, if I set it's, the over or under at 19 sacks for Miles this year, would you take the over or the under? 
bar- barring no in- no injuries, right? Yeah, let's just say in a perfect world, everybody stays healthy this year. I'd take the over. I would. I'd, yeah, I think I'd be tempted to. Look, well. I think I think he's finally got the interior D line mm-hmm. help to and the opposite pass rusher help. I would take the over. Yeah, because what do you? Okay, Smith's over there. Oboe's over there. McGuire's over there. Wright's over there. You can move these people around. Isaiah so there, Thomas over there. There's gonna be so much versatility on the line that we haven't had in years past. Right. Um, no, I, I think Miles is. I don't want to call it a breakout year because he has obviously been a stud every year since he's come into the league, but. It could really be like a coming out party for Miles if everybody can stay healthy, mm-hmm. which is saying something because he's been a defensive player of the year candidate, you know, three years in a row. And we're talking about him having a coming out party. But, man, I think if he stays healthy and the people around him stay healthy, we could a lot see of it. random drug tests. for that guy. <laughs> we could we could see and we we could see a full season Miles, you know, no car wrecks, no covid, no hitting somebody with helmets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, if yeah. he can avoid that that thing that just seems football, to all, just play football. Yes, that always seems to plague him. I just think this could be a crazy good year for Miles, like no, a, a crazy good year. Um, but no, so let us know what you guys think. I know it was a little bit old news, but I haven't had it. I haven't been on an episode in you know a week and a half, so I want to jump on and kind of give you guys my thoughts. Let us know in the comments what you guys think. Um, was it a problem he was there? or Is it no big deal? Yep. Before we move on, all you Browns fans in Ohio, we have an awesome sports betting promo for Bet. 365 new users all you have to do is deposit 10 bucks place a one dollar wager on any sport and you will instantly receive 200 dollars added to your account in bonus bets and that's whether you win or lose all you got to do use our code the dogs all one word at sign up using the code the dogs you not only get the 200 dollars in bonuses but you also be supporting this podcast so if you haven't signed up for bet 365 Join now with the code the dogs and place your first bet today. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer or visit bet365.com. So we wanted to, you know, to transition from the voluntary to now we're into mandatory minicamp now. Yep. And, you know, so everybody's there. And rumor has it that the offense, and in particular Deshaun Watson, has just, it's like leaps and bounds better than any point last year. Like, it's its night and day compared to what we were seeing last year. Um, how encouraged are you? I know we're in shorts, and it's, you know, first day of mandatory minicamp, but some of the videos we're seeing, and it's not just the videos, every report, like from, from guys who are at this camp are saying, like, he's... Uh, he's never looked better in a Browns uniform than he has so far since he's been there for the voluntary and now the mandatory mini camps. It just, this is Deshaun Watson, who he is as a quarterback. I mean, the whole time he was in Houston when he was going to the Pro Bowl and getting better every year and leading the league in passing, like, you, you, don't, you don't just, you know, <coughs> go through your mini camp and summer activities not dialed in and come out and perform that way. I mean, it, from, by all accounts, back high school, college, pro, I mean, he's dialed in. He's a, he's he's a hell of a player. Yeah, super exciting to hear it, but also, like, it is what I expected. You know? <laughs> True. I'm not expecting more of the same from the last six games that he played. No, you know, at all. I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to be the the Browns fan who says we're going to the Super Bowl because Deshaun threw a, a cool touchdown to Elijah Moore in main, in minicamp right. while they're in shorts. But it's impossible to not be encouraged by what we're hearing and what we're seeing. Um, it they look crisp, and it's like uh, that trip they took down to Puerto Rico or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. 
it seems to have helped out, especially with the the chemistry with guys like Elijah Moore. And all you're hearing is that him and Goodwin got something. Man, I'm looking for. I mean, Goodwin's that deep threat we haven't had, right? And I mean, we might see some stuff out of that. I think we will too. I mean, like Goodwin could be a sneaky fantasy stash. Yeah, I mean, I think he can kind of. Wouldn't you? Would you say he'd fill sort of that Will Fuller role? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, like. I, I, he's gonna catch bombs, yeah. And, and for, by all accounts, at least in the videos and stuff, I'm, the offense, the offense is revamped. It sure looks like it. Yep. <laughs> We're not in. It's not three tight end, fullback Chubb. I mean, this. We're welcome to twenty twenty three football. I know, and I, I feel like for all the people that hate Kevin Stefanski so much or want him out of here or whatever. I call those people not educated. Can we please just watch this season? Because he finally has a quarterback that he can be like, I can do anything I want now. Like anything. This man is called plays. I think Kirk Cousins gets a bad rap. I think he's better than what a lot of people say. But this man is called plays for Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Two out of three seasons in Cleveland, Kevin Stefanski has produced a top 10 quarterback in QBR. Yeah. Those are his quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, Kirk Cousins had one of his best years ever. Baker Mayfield had his best year ever. Jacoby Brissett had his best year ever. Yep. And I understand he could get better situationally. I'm not saying he's perfect and he's, uh, we can't, he's above reproach. But man, guys, he's, Easily the best coach Cleveland has had in my lifetime, and at le- you know at least the last fifteen years, twenty years, he's definitely a good play caller. Like I don't understand this; he's not a good guy. Pl- There's definitely times during games, every game, where I go, "What the heck kind of play call was that? Like that was stupid. I would not have done that." But I say the same thing about the team we're playing, yeah, and the other team that plays at four o'clock, and the team that plays at eight, like. It happens in every game. I think John made this point like last year. We we see the three or four times a game, and you're you're wondering why he makes that decision. We're complaining about it, but so does you know the Eagles fans. Yeah, no coach is perfect. There's calls every game that a coach wishes they could get back. So it's it's one of those things where we see it because we watch it every week. If we watched another team every week. We would be questioning some of their play calls also. Sure. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's time. It's Andy Reid that has Chiefs fans going, what? Yeah. It happens. Especially some of the crazy stuff yes. they try. Yeah. And it doesn't always work. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, I know you see the highlights, but they don't always work. Yeah. So it's like, um, like th- let's give this guy this year. And I'm just, I'm so excited for this offense. I mean, I know we're, we're going to tr- get into D hop, but. I think the Browns right now, as they stand, no D-hop, still offense is going to be explosive. Absolutely. Yep. And I think you could see, we've seen Nick Chubb operate in a highly efficient level. I think his efficiency could even go up. You might see a little less carries. But, I hope so. But still around the same amount of yards just because if we're spreading the ball around and teams can't stop our pass, they're, we're going to be going against five man box, or not five man boxes, but like there's not going to be any more nine man boxes, right? You know what I mean? Like we're he's going to have more room to run, more holes to pick from than he's had in his entire career. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Chubb with options. <laughs> I, I just think I think the offense has a chance to be very explosive. Obviously, we get we 
mini camp isn't where we need to see it, but it's impossible to not be encouraged. Right. I mean, if reports are coming out that there was disconnect, people weren't on the same page. Deshaun's still throwing the ball into the ground. Yeah, I mean, then we'd have to worry. I mean, then we could take minicamp and say, well, maybe we do need to take something from these reports. So you're right. The the glowing reports, while it's not like don't crown them anything, but still encouraging for sure. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Guys, here's the truth. Dads want steak. When you give dad perfectly aged and oh-so-tender steaks, you're not just giving him the best meal of his life, but the chance to grill them up and share the moment with you. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar, you have to type it into the search bar, guys. You'll be able to order the dad's favorite gift package for just $99.99. By entering that code or that keyword into the search bar, you also get eight free Omaha steak burgers with your order. These burgers, I'm telling you, they taste just like steak on a bun. They're ultra lean and they pack a bold, intense, beefy flavor. They're just awesome. Save over 60% on the dad's favorite grill pack and you get four bacon wrap fillets, four premium air chill boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, four made from scratch caramel apple tartlets, and an Omaha steak seasoning. Plus, use the code DOGSDAWGS, type it in the search bar, you get eight free Omaha steak burgers included. Don't make gifting hard this year, guys. Dad's want steak. Omaha steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS in the search bar. Order the dad's favorite gift package for Father's Day today. That's omahasteaks.com. Type DOGS in the search bar. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, so I kind of want to, I just touched on D-Hop a little bit. News today, um, he's visiting the Titans. It's the first team he's going to visit since he's become a free agent. Uh, do you think the Browns signed him? I I I was convinced we were going to sign him like a week ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know now. I when, just don't know. When we released, I don't um, think so. Was it Joe Hag? I believe earlier in the week to free up two million dollars more of cap space. Yeah, it was like I think it was Monday. Monday, yeah. Okay, so it was like okay, they got moves coming, but They're, then we signed a tackle and a receiver. Yeah, but I don't know if they count necessarily against the cap because they're making like ten dollars yeah because <laughs> you know how it is like they can come onto the roster and if they don't make the 53 or whatever they just they can cut them for zero against like it's okay. not a big deal so to actually count against cap i'm not sure how that exactly works but they freed up a couple more i don't know though i'm not i'm not feeling the hopkins vibes like i was a week ago like you said i'm with you i know i, I sent a message to some of the the patreon members the dog pack members and i immediately got pushed back like no you're crazy the longer we're d- guaranteed df df has guaranteed we signed <laughs> so we'll see um he's trying to channel his inner aaron butler right? yeah you know? guarantees guarantee that we're Lamar signing. signing and i'm guarantee like man i hope get obj i hope yeah hey he, I know Nostradamus I know. down yeah, in Baltimore uh, over in Baltimore, but no, I uh, I just don't. I think it goes against any, anything we've ever seen out of Andrew Barry. Everything we've 
this guy he's north of 30 he's he's been injured uh I just don't see Andrew Barry signing, especially if it would have cost us a guy like DPJ in the long run. And DS whole reasoning is DPJ is gone next year no matter what. I don't buy that for a second. No, I and and I, my, a lot of my pushback about D, DPJ, and I, I actually did write an article about it, is that it's not the – unless we franchise take him or somehow come to a contract extension now or during the season ahead of him becoming a free agent, the, the ball is completely in his court. Yeah, yes. well, my biggest thing with DPJ, and I think a lot of Browns fans are kind of blind to this, He his career so far doesn't say he's going to go be a top-five paid receiver as soon as he hits free agency. You know? No, but it's the projected free agents in the wide receiver class next year that are like, well, who else you going to sign? Well, you know. And yeah, that, but that doesn't mean somebody's going to give him big money. It, no. No, it means, but we yeah, see exactly. him, we see We do see receivers get overpaid in free agency every year. I'm just kind of following that trend. Here's my here's my thing, okay, and I know we're, we'll kind of combine the DPJD hop thing right here. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones for his career has 109 catches for 1700 yards and eight touchdowns. Unless unless he goes insane this year, correct? He's not getting. I don't under. He's going to be price. No, he's not. No, he's not. The dude had 14 catches in uh, 2020, 34 catches in 2021. He had 61 catches last year. He does get to say, Baker Mayfield was throwing me the ball, guys. I, yeah, but it's it's still a production league. Like, And, and a lot of the, um, the big money in free agency or being a top free agent is projecting a big season with Deshaun Watson this year. Yes, and, and, and here's my – I know we – we all, as Browns fans, we like what we've seen on Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's a six-round pick, and we think he's a steal. And I, I do think, you know, he is. But take Donovan Peoples-Jones and put him on a team. Is he an impact player? Does he turn the tides for a team? I, I think he could be the better receiver than some other teams have. Like the Yeah, but, but if he goes to any team, at the best, he's a low-end two, maybe high-end three. I would I would say he's a solid I mean, two. We got Amari Cooper in that season. We went we got what seven eight wins, seven. Wait, what? Like last year? I mean, Amari Cooper's better than DPJ, right? Yes. So we get him. He didn't turn the tides, and we, we still have a losing season. Correct. So that that's that's my point is yes. yes. If we get if some team gets DPJ, so that what what do wow. you think per year? Don People Jones is going to get on the free agent market. I mean, I was thinking it'd probably be like in the ten eleven range. You don't think we'll give him $10 million? I don't know. That's the thing. I, it, this is all the D-hop speculation, though. It just depends. But So then to relate this to D-hop, if Andrew Barry thinks that highly of DPJ, he's not going to give up on him for a 31-year-old. No, options. absolutely not. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So I, that's that's another – I just – it goes against everything we've seen on Andrew. Andrew Barry won't draft guys who are older than 20 or whatever it is. You know, age is a very, like, analytical thing. He won't. He very rarely crosses that. Um, so I, the longer it takes for the D-hop thing, the more I just don't know if it's going to happen. What would maybe change my mind a little bit? If we bring him in for a visit, then I would start to think, okay, maybe something's going to happen because – Andrew Barry has a way with words. I feel like there was definitely I, – I don't think it was all fluff. I do think that there was interest from the Browns and probably from him. Like, hey, I mean, Deshaun Watson made me a freaking superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
I think that there was mutual interest. I think all that is true. And it was probably one of those things where his asking price was just the Browns are like, yeah, we're not willing to pay that right now. Why don't you go see what the other teams say? You know, maybe we'll talk down the road. And that's probably why he's going to Tennessee. He's going to go talk to these other teams to see, is anybody willing to pay me what I want? And if not, then you're right. Then maybe we do see a visit to Cleveland. And then, and then Andrew Barry works some of his magic and gets him on a steal. Sure. Okay. But as it stands now, I'm just, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying Donovan Peoples-Jones is just automatically a, a cap casualty next year. I've heard so many people say, and this is whether DeAndre Hopkins comes to Cleveland or not, that Cooper and DPJ are gone next year. Well, did you say DPJ would be a cap casualty? Because he's a free agent, so he can't. Okay, not, it would okay. be Cooper. Yeah, but there's a cap casualty in terms of we won't be able to offer him what other teams. Like, other teams are just going to be backing up the truck to sign DPJ. No, I'm not buying that either. Um, the But Andrew Berry's not going to roll into next year with David Bell – who in the Tillman who, and more? Yeah, that's not going to be our receivers next year. No, I I agree. I so depending on how things go this year, of course. I mean, if we if we see the season unfold and it's like, wow, Amari Cooper just isn't the same player anymore. Yeah, he's going to get cut because we can save. I forget what it is, but it's like eight, nine, ten million dollars or something next year against the cap by cutting him. But if he's Amari Cooper, I don't know why you. I mean, they might restructure his contract. I could see that happening. You but I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, you don't give. Um, if you let these guys just go and you, and you're saying, okay, we're going to roll with, um, Tillman and Moore and David Bell. So what you get Deshaun's Super Bowl window for you was one year, right? You know, you gave him 230 million in five years. And, but essentially you were like, you better win it this year. Cause we're not giving you any more help after that. I'm not buying that either. You know, uh, Andrew Barry is good with the cap. We've said we've seen yes. it happen a million times. If they want DPJ back next year, he'll be back next year. I could honestly see them working on an extension at some point in this season. Especially if he's having a quiet year, they'll they'll let him hit the market. You know what I mean? If he's having a good year, then it'll be like, okay, let's get something done. Yeah. If I think if like an extension happens mid season because he's playing so well, then I'll start listening to the fact that Mark Cooper won't be back next year. If they think like DPJ is going to ascend into a number one role or like a one A one B Elijah Moore shows that he is capable of leading a team in in targets or something. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, but just like yeah, like Gage and DF, these guys are telling me that that DPJ is just. It's a foregone con- sell your DPJ jerseys. He's gone next year. I'm not the, the the dump truck's not getting backed up for a guy who had three touchdowns last year. No, Average less than fifty yards a game. And a lot of what you know, I've been posting on Twitter about it too, is just the conversation of it. There is a there is a a way it plays out to where yeah, we probably can't afford him. But like you're saying, I mean, unless he if he just has a, a typical seven hundred and fifty yard season or something, two, again, touchdowns. two touchdowns, then it's like okay. You're not going to get big money on the market. No, no. And in DPJ, especially if Goodwin's going to be the deep threat, and you gotta you gotta say Amari's your one. Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore and DPJ are going to fight for that number two spot probably. Yes, and with Elijah Moore's speed and his ability to get open, man, I can't wait to watch it. So, like in theory, like we think DPJ could blow up with Deshaun, but it could go the other way. He could stay. He could plateau. Because there's so many more weapons now. DPJ 
was arguably like the, you know the, one of the best athletes on the field for the Browns in the receiver position in the last two years. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. Marquise Goodwin's faster. Elijah Moore is a better separator. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's competition there now. Mm-hmm. Tell me. So I just don't see DPJ. They're not back in the Brinks truck up form next year, and I don't think anybody is. I could be wrong, but I'm usually not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see Detroit Lions talk, record you, last year. Exactly. You're going to start talking about the Lions. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up. I knew. Oh, you knew I was going Coming to. out with some time. So, like I said, then, we, uh, that's how I feel about DPJ. Go ahead and jump in and tell me how I'm wrong, but uh, that's just how I feel. I think he's a very good player, a very solid player. and we lo- lo- I compare him a little bit to the situation with Dearness Johnson. Obviously, he's been more productive than Dearness Johnson because he's got more playing time. But you remember like two years in a row, we were like, no way Dearness is back. Somebody's going to give him money. We're not going to be able to. He's going to be our third running back. We're not going to be able to pay him what other teams pay him. Then we sign him back for a one-year pennies on the dollar deal because nobody gives him any money. Well, I understand it's a different position. But the scenario, you're but, right. I hadn't thought about the Dearness Johnson situation. I just think we look at him with like rose colored glasses. How the rest of the league sees him is a solid, good player. He's not a, a franchise changer. All right, Blake. Fair argument. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I'll uh, give it to you. So we won't be at a dead horse. We'll move on. Um, I think we got some voicemails to get to. Yep. Yep. We do. Um, we'll go. How about we go Kenny Mack, Brown Tiger, Kenny Mack? Yo, guys, it's Kenny Mack, and today is the kickoff for mandatory OTAs. And I'm wondering, in the next three days, what do you guys want to see? Because I know what I want to see, and it can't happen at Berea. It's got to be Cade York going to Cleveland Browns Stadium and kicking for three days straight so he can get all the wind patterns, footing, the field, everything down. What's your thoughts? Well, my first thought is by the time anybody's watching or listening to this, OTAs are going to kind of be, or this mini camp is going to be essentially over. <laughs> but it's okay. And, and I, I agree with Kenny. I mean, Cade York's got to, he's got to take a step this year. Um, can we simulate a hurricane somehow? I, that, that's what I thought when I first heard that voice. And I was like, yeah, he's going to go up there in like beautiful June weather and <laughs> yeah. nice and sunny and warm. Can we get like some huge fans and yeah. set them up in the, and turn them all on and, uh, no, yeah, let's. He needs he needs to be in Cleveland kicking. Yeah, it does us no good to watch him hit seventy yarders in Berea. Nope, not at all. You know, he needs to let's simulate some crowd noise. Let's put bags in front of him so he's got you know he can't kick it like this. Dude, make, make him it, kick blindfolded. Yeah, make it hard. Yeah, make it hard. We brought the same thing up last year. He needs to be in the stadium because it's just not even close to the same thing. Or we could get a dome. i agree with that do you guys see jacksonville's getting a new stadium some of the renderings look pretty awesome i didn't see that it's like come on guys come on cleveland jacksonville's doing it we can do it come on yeah man um no i agree Cade york in cleveland kicking i mean i'll volunteer i'll go up and sit in the stands and I'll, I'll, you know, whatever I got to do to create a little bit of wind up there. <laughs> I don't know if it'd work or not. I don't think so. <laughs> just mental mess with yeah. him. Just be you like, got that Clark Kent super breath. Yeah. Um, I want to see the offense click, which we've heard is already a thing. I want to see us be injury free. Um, and I want to see, I want to see um, 
like Jim Schwartz in action. What I do, what what I don't want is I don't want to hear anything about miscommunication on defense. I don't want to hear any <laughs> of that shit. None of that. Yeah, I, I'm so sick and tired of hearing. Well, there was a miscommunication breakdown in defense. I, yeah, I saw it. That's why Corey Davis wide open for 66 mm. yards. I've heard that Jim Schwartz has been very like hands on in their face, coaching them up. Um, that's a nice change. I'm excited mm. about that. I'm excited to see that the defense is in good hands finally. Yeah. Um, I'm excited, and I'm excited to see other than just um, Cade York. I'm just excited to see. Uh, the special teams in general with Bubba Ventrone. Yeah. Um, That's one unit that if it doesn't look better this year, man, something's wrong. It, this how guy, can it not? Well, you, you <laughs> I think, know exactly. There's yeah. not going to be kickoffs or cookoff returns anymore. True. So that's going to eliminate, you know, a third of the special teams. That's true. Um, so punt coverage, punt return, and making our field goals, PATs. That needs, that needs to be significantly better. We would have won – Cade York, I mean, I hate to say it because he gave us our first week one victory in since uh, 2004. Over, over. Could you imagine if we would have lost? Man, I really? thought I remember that game too. I was like, man, we got the guy, we got the kicker. So, <laughs> well, I was with Justin at the Chargers game, and from the angle we were sitting, like that kick looked good, and we like both thought it was good for a second, and then we're like, why is everyone like not happy? <laughs> Must have not been a good kick. But I mean, he really struggled, you know. And rookie kickers can struggle. But. Uh, what was the stat someone read last year about, uh, like, kickers, um, opposing kickers have a better record, like, in Cleveland? Than Cleveland kickers? Yeah. Like, in Cleveland, where Justin, it's supposedly... Justin, I think, was reading it. Yeah. Uh, what, one thing, when you mentioned rookie kickers can struggle, I don't think people realize how much more narrow NFL field goal posts are compared to college and high school. Mm. That's true. They we don't are, talk about that. <coughs> yep. They are way more narrow like it's it's they're thin so uh that's an adjustment Mm -hmm. um they're kicking off the ground not off a tee uh that's an adjustment so i mean they still use a tee in college right i'm Uh, sure not a tee but a block i guess i can't tell you one way or another i'm pretty sure they do at least i'm i'm pretty sure um let me know if i'm wrong i'm sure you guys will uh but i'm pretty sure they kick off a block so then they go to the pros and it's off the ground that's a change um so i know a lot of people were screaming for him to be cut last year the the dude's got a crazy good leg don't give up on him yet no like the guy has the potential to be like I don't want to say he's going to be Justin Tucker. I don't want to compare him to the GOAT. It's like comparing no, but quarterbacks to Tom Brady, but he has a chance to be very, very good. We do have a history of cutting kickers a little too soon. Then you see them two, three years down the road, and they're kicking for the team against you, and they're making stuff. It's yes. like, crap, we had that guy. You know, or it's like Sunday Night Football, and he's uh-huh. punching it through, and it's like yep. – Zane Gonzalez. Yep. So, uh, yeah. But that's what I want to see in minicamp. Uh, the big thing, too, is just stay healthy. I want everybody to stay healthy. <laughs> No, no soft tissue injuries. The Browns are notorious for hamstring injuries. Interesting note on injuries. Um, just throw a little crap on Baltimore. Do you see Zay Flowers already dealing with soft tissue injury? No. In Baltimore. Yeah, there are many camps. And you know that that was what set uh, Rashad Bateman back his rookie season. He couldn't practice much during the summer because he, he had injuries and That all kills wide receivers. Camp, especially as, as rookies. Yeah. You get off such a slow start. Beckham, just waiting to hear about an injury. You know what I mean? So it's like, huh, okay. 
I just hate Baltimore. Me too. Yeah, I don't right. advocate for anybody to get injured ever, but, you know, I hate Baltimore. I just hated that they drafted a rookie and all of a sudden Baltimore fans thought they were going to have the best wide receiver core in the league because they had Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, and old Odell Beckham. Rashad Bateman's caught like maybe 10 passes so far in two years or something. <laughs> it's not much. <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> and, and you got Lamar out here. He keeps talking about how he wants to throw more and run less. Good. Let's do it. He's made multiple comments about that. Like, okay. <laughs> I'd be like, if, what would you think if you were, you know, the Colts fan and Peyton came out and was like, I'm looking to use my legs more this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh God, I'd like to get no. away. I'd like to get away from what's really made me an all time great. I'm, I'm thinking about taking off and running. A yeah. Bit more this year. <laughs> <laughs> now that you wore it like that, you know what I mean? Like I'm picturing if I, that if I'm a Ravens funny. fan, every time he talks about how he doesn't want to run, he wants to throw. I'm like, Oh my God, what, what the <laughs> F did we do? Like, Holy right. crap, we're screwed. Uh, because that does not play to his strengths at all. And if anything, that plays into what every defense, how they want to defend you. Wait, so we don't have to defend Lamar's running. Cause he's doing it. Sweet. <laughs> no, all you have to do is defend three, Mid receivers or <laughs> not like, yeah. And not even mid if they're even on the field. It's, I mean, not, who knows? Yeah. I have a sneaky suspicion by the second time we play them, we'll be defending Devin Duvernay because and Lamar will be running the ball. <laughs> yes. <He'll be> running. <laughs> yeah. It'll be instinctual. Like he'll just know, like I have to run. Yeah. This isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> Abort. Abort. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we got uh, another uh, voicemail. Yep. A couple more here. Hey dogs. This is a brown tiger. I have another curious question for you guys. Um, so under Joe Woods, thank God he's no longer here, but under Joe Woods, it looked like to me that Martin Emerson looked like he thrived under that defense. With this new de defense that Jim Schwartz is going to be implementing, it's more heavy on the DTs and stuff. Do you think that he'll still thrive under this defense just like he did with Joe Woods' defense? Thanks. And as always, go Brownies. Um, personally, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the depending on defensive tackles and kind of highlighting that is I think it plays to the advantage of the secondary because the quarterback's under so much more pressure. So MJ Emerson will be – he's going to be good. He's going to be fine. Yeah, I think every defensive back is going to be better because they don't have to defend for 12 seconds. Also, Martin Emerson thrived for Joe Woods, and Joe Woods ran so much zone. Now, I'm I, I'm kind of oblivious. I don't know what Schwartz likes to run in the secondary. I don't know if he's like a man guy or a zone guy. I know more about what he wants to run up front. But I like to think Jim Schwartz is going to play to his team's strengths. And his Martin Emerson, what we when he was drafted out of A uh, and M, right? A and M, mm -hmm. and it was they played him out of position a lot. They had him in zone too much. He's way better at man. Right. So if he thrived in a, in a defense in which he was playing zone all the time, so if Jim Schwartz, you know, has him playing man, he's only going to be better. He's not going to have to defend as long. Well, look what he did against Mike Evans. Yeah. I mean, okay, so you. Maybe he's – I don't know about it about speed-wise, so I don't know if he's going to be out there covering anybody's, like, 
top speed wide receiver maybe he can but i mean he's already shown that if you got like a big physical receiver you like to throw the ball like contested catch situations i got him yeah i got it martin that's Emerson awesome. has dog in him hey martin just text us back man i haven't texted but- <laughs> him in a while that's that's not on you man that's on me <laughs> i haven't texted him since november uh, oh so, yeah, when we were in Florida. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, just wait till the season starts and then texting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be just as good. I I would expect better. Oh yeah, second year mm-hmm. he knows the league, knows the speed difference, that kind of stuff. I expect every defensive back to be better. Absolutely, I expect the defense as a whole to be better. Um, I expect the the defensive line to be better, not only talent wise, but the DBs are good. And then, you know, so they have uh, more time to get home. And then I think the DBs are going to be better because these guys are going to get home quicker. It's going to be a very team-friendly defense. Yeah, I think so. I Like I said, I... Complimentary is what I was looking for. This communication breakdown crap. Like, I don't want any of that. Let's just knock that off. That was just so yeah. tough to watch. You know what I don't want to hear again? <laughs> what? I'll, their number one receiver went out and we just... Didn't know how to defend them. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. How do you forget? Unreal. They I lost, wish I could forget about that. They lost Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and we just, it was tough to adjust to that. They're so much faster. Probably. You know realized. what the problem was? They're probably like, hey, coach, who do you want me to cover on this play? I don't know who's that. Why well, don't you know who that guy is? Yeah. Go cover I, that guy. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that answer. And I know that's D'Anthony Bell's guy. But I was like, not a good look, bro. <laughs> not a good look. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I don't want to hear that either. Yeah. Uh, so. Wrap it up with this. Yep. Yo, guys, it is Kenny Mack. And I just wanted to take a second to say happy birthday to Josh All. Grinded another year around the sun. He's also grinding out articles, extra shows, just giving it his all to the dogs. We love it, man. And behalf of all the dog pack, I'd like to say happy birthday, brother. Cheers. Now we'll see if you get one, John. I will see. <laughs> Mine's before John. That's true. We all it's kind of crazy that three of the dogs' birthdays are all in June. I know. All within two weeks of each other. We should just party like the whole month on the show. I know. Justin's was, Justin's was in early May. It's true. All the dogs' uh, birthdays are within a month and a week of each other. A month and two weeks of each other. It's true. That's a long way of saying a month and a half of each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Kenny Mac. That was sweet of you. It was very kind. I'm not, it wasn't even for me, and I got a little choked up. Uh, I figured I'd play it since you know. It was, it was a nice thing. And hey, yeah. I control the soundboard, so. <laughs> uh, we're going to be hanging out, Kenny Mac. Uh, come Hall of Fame time. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yep. I can't wait. Yep. Uh, again, any Dog Pack members, if you're going to be in the area, let us know. Any Browns fans, we're going to be at the Hall of Fame in some capacity or another, I believe. Some way. We're working on it. Yep, we are. We're, it is in the works. So, uh, yeah, come look for us there. Um, is that the last one? That is the last one. All right. We will wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys being here. Thank you uh, to Kenny Mack and Brown Tiger for the voicemails. Again, if you want to get voicemails on the show, thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu, uh, especially in the off-season. It helps spruce up episodes when we hear from you guys. Uh, you guys give us good topics to, to talk about. Um, and I know people like hearing other Browns fans' uh, thoughts. So uh, leave us your voicemails. Leave us your intros. It's always uh, fun for us to get those things. 
Williams. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. We're super excited. We're getting closer to the season. Uh, it's fun to have some actual camp news to talk about. Um, you know, we're getting we're inching closer to what is hopefully going to be a great season for the Browns. So, once again, thank you guys for being here, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.